Hey, it's Christian Hull here. Would you like to own your own home before you turn 89? Same! Home Buyer Centre is giving away $40,000 to go towards a brand new home. So wait no more! To enter, visit homebuyers.com.au forward slash win or call 136405. Good morning. In the journey of the season, July is the winter grind. The season for grimly holding things together. Get wins and avoid injuries was how Adam Simpson described this phase. Neither is easily done. Collingwood is accumulating injury and losses and doubts. The crucial win in the West to arrest the negative momentum undone by the first quarter on Saturday in which the Magpies were treated with a rare brutality by the Giants. In the journey of the season, which we live with Coach Nathan Buckley, these are the hard times. Does Buckley persevere with Mason Cox? Can you afford to change the manner in which you play so late in the year? But when it's failing so badly, do you pin your flag to Mason Cox and hope that he turns it around and his teammates help him? Mason Cox is copying it, but who'd want to cop that delivery a lot of the time? He's got to do more, but this is appalling. They are just in a major hole. 45 minutes of good footy last (laughs) week against the West Coast. That's looking like the outrider, not the norm. On the back of last week's 40 minutes of hard, tough, physical... 35 tackles or whatever it was. It was quite staggering. So it's alarming for Bucks. He's been frustrated for six weeks, Nathan mm. Buckley. We, we heard him against the Western Bulldogs, didn't we? How frustrated Nathan Buckley is. So he's here. He's here to continue the journey of our season between rounds 18 and 19. Nathan Buckley, welcome. Jared, a lot of opinion there, isn't yes, there? Yes, there is. Uh, actually, there's a whole... I've made a full list. Yeah. I might run some of them past you as we go, but are you alarmed? Are they all the bad ones or are yeah. there some good ones there? <laughs> no, all the bad ones. Um, oh, excellent. Let's focus on the negative. Are you alarmed? <laughs> not at all. Why not? Um, we're two games off top. <laughs> and um, and we've qualified after 18 rounds or 17, 17 games, 18 rounds. We've qualified in the fourth spot and we've got a five games of the season to, to round off, you know, where we qualify for the end of the year. Were you startled by the first quarter on Saturday? We, um, the Giants were, were excellent. The, the way they went about it, in and around the ball, um, and they're, they're clean hands as well. They were harder and cleaner inside, and, and they were able to um, um, take advantage of, of, their, of all their entries. So they, they scored heavily in the first quarter and there was a bit of a hole in it, uh, pretty hard to come back from, even though we played some pretty good footy in the last three quarters. So how did you how did you pick it apart for the review yesterday? Yeah, we just... Um, yeah, we did not... Um, we weren't able to impose ourselves in the first quarter. So in a, in a short sample, you know, um, review about that game, that was the way the game... Um, was lost was largely in that 15 minute period at the end of the first quarter where the Giants just wanted it more and were able to put a gap in the game. Why do you think they wanted it more? You'll have to ask Leon Cameron. Why didn't your blokes want it enough? Yeah, we um, we discussed that, and I reckon um, you know I heard one of the comments I heard there was about tackles. We ended up laying 70 tackles for the game, and we had 22 odd tackles in the first quarter. So th- I suppose the the willingness to pressure was still there, but we just we just were not clean at all. Um, there were elements of our game that um, that didn't stack up um, in that snapshot, and sometimes the opposition really hurt you, and sometimes they don't. And the Giants still have a lot of talent. I think they their their system 
their tactics were very different to anything that they'd presented through the season. So they definitely got us off guard. Um, and that's um, from a coaching perspective as much as a playing perspective. So, yeah, we, um, we've, we've got to learn a bit from that one. Did some of that have to do with the way they used Whitfield from the wing? Um, that you hadn't seen necessarily previously? No, no, he, we came forward. He came yeah. from forward and, and started Himmelberg and, and Finlayson up on the wing. Uh, I think the, the, the major one was playing the two big fellows and, and keeping Ruffy business, busy with uh, with a big body. But, um, yeah, I, I could sit here and analyse a loss with you all day, mate, but um, it's only one loss. What is, are there waves of – so you speak of momentum. You're a big yeah, believer in momentum. I am. Is it possible to arrest the momentum within a 15-minute period? So you talk about the 15 minutes at the back of the first quarter. Mm. Can in, in hindsight, in learning and the lesson that you take, is there anything you can do to arrest momentum in that short period of time when the scoring becomes really heavy? Um, we put a seventh back, but then there's another three goals scored. So um, you know, the, the mechanisms we went to clearly still weren't enough. Um, so in, in the end, there's... there's Mechanisms from the coach's box. There's um, there's the intangible endeavour, um, belief that takes place within a quarter, within a game, within a contest, within a season, um, and yeah, they're, they're all they're all part of it. They're all part of the challenge. If you put um, the microscope on the worst parts, they don't look great. If you put the micros- microscope on the best parts, they look awesome. Um, I suppose the the end product is always an amalgam of of both and. Um, as I said, we find ourselves at, in, the, in the top four and fourth spot. Um, our percentage is okay. Um, up until the weekend, we defended really well. We gave up 122 points, which is 30 points more than, than our next worst effort uh, defensively. Um, but, yeah, we've we got a game in three, three days' time, so we've, um, we're full steam ahead and, and focused on that because... You know, we need to make the most of the assets we have at our disposal and, and, and put together a, um, a team that we think is going to be able to, and a style of play that we think is going to be able to beat the best sides. And the Tigers are, as far as form goes, the best side in the competition at the moment. What's July in the journey of a season? How did you used to find it as a player? Adam Simpson said um, last night it was uh, get wins and avoid injuries. <laughs> And neither of them are easily done. No, well, I reckon. Um, I really like. Um, I really like April. April is one of my favourite months, and I reckon get, getting wins and avoiding injuries is probably a good idea for April. Soon after April, I, I, you know, probably probably August is is a good month. Why are we focusing on July? Well, we're in July, and you've <laughs> yeah, lost three out of four. Oh, and yeah, fair enough. So does that does that make no, July an issue? Yeah. What? What, no, what I does think, July represent in the in the marathon? Well, I think in at, at this stage of the year, you um, you're wanting to ramp up towards your best footy. You're wanting to find out. Yeah, you know, I think the first half of the year is as much about exploration and development, um, finding out, you know, if there's anything new on your list that you think that, um, or any style of play that you think that you can add that can make you better, um. And I, and I think it is. I mean, I reckon even at this point, it's a, it can be about exploration if you're not hitting the mark. I think every club is in a constant state of flux 
um, and and evolution of some shape or form. So for us, you know, we never stop looking for better. Um, but I think when you get when you get to August, for instance, I think you're starting to tinker rather than to make wholesale changes. But then that will that will depend on what sort of circumstance you find yourself in the season, whether you're in the finals or whether you're not, whether you're contending or whether you're not, um, whether your best footy stacks up or whether it, whether it doesn't. So I think we like to um, like to make things black and white, but the fact is that they're not. Um, and um, talking about them doesn't change that. <laughs> the competition's in a state of flux. Always. Um, it seems even more so. So the past three weeks, the past three rounds, every position bar one and 18 have changed hands. Uh, and in the, in the four ladders that are taken, mm. a whole set of teams have occupied four different positions. Right. You've obviously ridden a wave up and down. Is it more, So is that not normal? Uh, I think it's more volatile than we would typically see. You think? I so think. we don't know though. Um, I will take it for we'll take it as red that it's more. Will volatile you give me? I think it's more volatile than it usually right. is. I think by this stage, by July, you've usually got settled blocks. I think we have less. I think that the, blocks. I think we've spoken consistently about how competitive the competition is and how even it is, but then people are surprised when they when they get results that they don't expect. Why is that? Because <laughs> we like um, we like to form judgments and believe that they're right. I okay. think. Even though we say that we're right, yeah. we're, so you, we're right to say that it is an even competition. I love that, the idea of the ladder predictor that at yeah. most weeks you can get five. Five's a good result, I reckon. Yeah. And we run the ladder predictor through the last five weeks, believing we can get five sets of nine to get it to all shake out. Well, it just shows you how, how, um, how it just doesn't count. How, how what your opinion is 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 one thing, but you, how, the past is not necessarily a a guide on what's going to happen in the future. And we've seen that, you know, year by year by year, but still we're surprised by it. And we jump, and we jump at shadows at, um, at one result or two results. And, and, you know, I think that the response from Geelong is pretty accurate. I mean, we'll just, um, and sorry to mention Geelong in front of you, mate, but <laughs> they've a raw got, nerve, wouldn't they? got legs. Hit a raw nerve. Um, I reckon... The, the the best way to do it is to go. Well, that's okay. That that conversation and that that um, uh, deter those determinations and the, the prognostications can happen outside of us. We can only ever look at what we have, what we are, and what we can be, and what we believe um, we can. How we can go best go about it, and that's that's what football clubs do. Not they're not they're not played out in a in a studio in South Melbourne. They're played out. Um, in the hearts and minds of the individuals that take the field, the coaches that are a part of the of each club within their four walls and on their uh, training tracks, and then ultimately on the on the field on the weekend. So, what's the line between jumping at shadows and identifying and making the necessary change to improve your lot from week to week? That that is that's simply what what the day by day um, grind and, and culture of a football club is is is. Seeing things for what they are, not being myopic um, or or tunnel visioned in the way that you view it, not being um, drawn away from that view by opinions that are less informed, um, and by focusing on your people. So that's that's the day to day challenge of of coaching. That's the day to day challenge of a football environment. Um, it's different in the AFL than it is to 
to other levels of, of football because there seems there's, there's a little more focus, but the actual mechanisms that take place internally are, are no different. The things that work um, at a at an under 18s TAC club without real scrutiny um, during the week, the things that work mechanically and and within the within the playing group, and within the coaching group, on the field are the same things that um, that need to take place in an AFL environment because we're we're still human. All right, so I'm going to run these opinions by collected these from last night. So you've looked frustrated for six weeks. This will test Nathan's empathy chip. Is this period testing your empathy chip? Nope. Are you frustrated? With this line of questioning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> With your team's performance? Um, how dare we actually show some emotion? Because you just might have to answer it to it. Yeah. Okay. Move on. Retaining Cox could be a premiership losing decision. I heard all of this in the, in the play on. Are we going to go again, are we? I was just going to ask you about them. Oh, mate, no. You're not going to do it? Um, yeah, this is um, – yeah, you didn't uh, – I didn't know I was walking into this, but go ahead, mate. <laughs> if you're not going to answer them, that's fine. Um, was Jaden Stevenson uh, stupid to post uh, photos of his holiday in tandem with what's going on at the club? How dare he be human? How – how? what what about the, the ignorance of him to, to be a human? Like in this in this environment, that's I just can't believe that Steve O would go and live his life, um, with the with the um, with the rubber stamping of the football club and an understanding of what his program has been. I mean, I just I just can't believe that that the young kid would do that and that um, yeah, and that he would be so human. It's just amazing. So a complete lack of empathy from the outside. Correct. Yeah, it's uh, it's everything that's wrong with the way that we report, um, or the expectations that we have around the people in the industry. You know, you can we can you can go to it wherever you like, however you like, about what people's expectations are of Jaden Stevenson, given the situation that the circumstances that he's been a part of um, this year, and the club that he's now the, the club that he is a part of. And everyone else can have whatever opinion they would like about this circumstance. Um, but I saw Andrew Bogut's comments and spot on, spot on. And, and this, is, this is a case of if, if, if in another universe we had played, you know, the last four or five weeks had played great footy and that we'd maximised what we'd had in front of us and, and we were in better shape, we wouldn't be seeing that. And we might be seeing it, but it might not be as prevalent, and it definitely wouldn't be criticised. So, what does the um, what does the circumstances change the action? And if the kid goes on holiday and he doesn't post a photo, does that make it any better or any worse or any different? That's a question. Does it? Uh, no. No. What so, do you think about it? No, I thought it was. Uh, I do. I think that's everything that's wrong with the way that we report yep. the game. Uh, and particularly seen as uh, it, it was used to portray while Collingwood is going through all of this. Yeah. It's missing player is yeah, well, I living think, large. But that is, he's not living large. He had a, he's had a really strong four-week block where pretty much he's the best trainer on the track because he's tipping in to uh, the club's endeavours 
the best way that he possibly can given the circumstances. And then we collectively, and this is part of his plan, was, was to spend a week away with his family to recharge and then to come back for another month of a heavy training block to prepare him for whatever is beyond that, of which um, we don't know categorically what that is yet. Um, so the, the, the young fella has been exemplary in the way that he has carried himself. I don't know how many times we have to say that I have to say that, but it doesn't get any cut through because it's not um, it's not um, sexy enough. It's it's not uh, controversial enough, and we just we just we love controversy. We eat it up, and we've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of airways to fill up, and a lot of um, column inches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And unfortunately. When Collingwood's not going well or when we are going well, it seems that we'll find evidence to why it's the best it's ever been or the worst it's ever been, and we just can't sit in the middle. It's it's not the done thing. We'll cast an eye towards Friday night. Collingwood and Richmond coming up. Nathan Buckley for the brand-new Mornington Telstra tour. Shop 23 Mornington Central. Pop in and see Peter and his wonderful team. Friday night, Richmond are on the outside of the top four looking in. Collingwood have a place in the top four, so the stakes are high when we get to the MCG on Friday night. Nathan Buckley, how significant a match late in a season is this? Oh, it's it's the next one, and it's an important one for us. Clearly, it's an important one for them. You know, as I said, I think they've um, the form that they've put together, and and if we were talking about July and and what that is, you know, they've um, they seem to have been getting some players back. They're up and about. Um, their style of play is is um, established, and their brand is consistent. Um, and they yeah, they're, they seem to be tracking the right way at the right time of the year. So why don't we just not play the game? We'll just give them the four points. What sort of challenge do Lynch and Revolt represent? Do you think, given we've only seen it a handful of times? It depends on the access you give them. Mm-hmm. You know, as we found out um, in the first quarter on the weekend, you. you you, know, you can help your back line by putting some pretty good pressure on and around the ball. And if you don't, um, yeah, it's pretty hard to defend good forwards. So I think that um, you know, I, we, I watched um, Richmond GWS a couple of weeks ago and, and Tom Lynch looks like, looks like he was moving as well as ever um, against Phil Davis. Now, Phil you know, Davis pulled out of the game against us, so I'm not sure how he was physically, but... Um, Lynch definitely looks like he's um, dropping into the system and all of the things that um, that, that um, Hardwick and Richmond have been saying through the through the early part of the year are coming to fruition. He is he is dropping into the system. He is starting to bring his strengths to the table even more. He's, I mean, he was pretty damaging early. We mm-hmm. our expectations were pretty high, but um, yeah, look, they're they're you know strong defensively. Um, the transition game's going really well. Um, they don't rely on stoppage. You now, Nankervis, whether he comes back or not, we'll, we'll look at that. But um, I think they're. Um, you know, I suppose when you look at a side, you you look at the questions that they're going to ask you. Um, and at the moment, Richmond pose a fair few of them. Uh, games against likely finals opposition, uh, do they carry um, extra significance late in the season? Is it a match that you'll likely play and then look back on in three or four weeks' time, um, five or six weeks' time? Well, I think. Yes, but you know, really, every game carries significance. In in so far as the points and and the um, and the the wrestle to to um, to get a position and on the ladder as high as you possibly can. Um, yeah. So this this game, 
this game for us is, is significant because it's the next one. Um, it comes against an opponent who are playing pretty good footy on West Coast. We're playing pretty good footy um, before we went over there a couple of weeks ago. GW, GWS had lost three in a row before playing us. So once again, I think the recent recent history is a guide, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Um, and I suppose that's in the capacity of of our drive and, and quest to find our best footy again is, is the reality that it's that, that a lot of the pieces are still there and we're, we're looking to be more consistent with it. In terms of availability, is will Mason Cox be physically ready to play? Yes. Do you have a choice to make as to whether you continue to play him? Always. Always. Is it sharper now than it has been? No, not necessarily. Um, did Ben Reid tear a hamstring when he was... Uh, Trying to recover from a calf on the weekend. Has that been so? Have we reported it was reported last yeah. night. Yeah. So Reedy, um, yeah, Reedy um, nicked a hamstring um, in his, you know, re- in his recovery process, um, which is you know terrible news for him. He's actually been able to do more work this year and through the pre through this preseason than um, than he has for a number of years, and you know, Reedy was was desperate. He got some really good looks and some good opportunities at senior level and showed that he still had the capacity. Um, and, and he loves the game and he, and he loves being a part of it. So to, to have been as chronically injured as he has over a number of years and then to have this occur, um, I mean, it's not tragic in, in that there's, you know, there's far worse things can happen in life, but I really feel for Reedy because he, he invests a lot into his profession and it, he cares a lot for it. We care a lot for him. So it's um, this one. This one's going to um, going to really knock him around. And and um, I spoke to him over the weekend, but I haven't seen him in at the club yet. But he'll um, yeah, we'll have to sit down and assess you know what that means for the rest of this year. Um, you know whether he's got the time to come back, and um, he'll I think he'll look to do that clearly. But it, we need to go. We'll need to go a fair, a fair way for that to happen, I think. And then uh, it's a long-term test of resilience, as you point out with him, is at what point does he think about, well, is this is it worth it? Can I get – will I play the footy that I yeah that I yeah. want to play? And, that, and that's a very normal – that's a very normal occurrence. Um, and it's a um, – yeah, it's a reality in, in the sport um, – one of the problems that I have now, if, if I talk openly about it, then it becomes more of a story, and it, it gets, um, you know, maybe it's not reported um, as sensitively as it as it could be otherwise. But um, yeah, we'll look after Reedy. And so Daniel Wells, you'd kept the door open for. Is there? Do you have any sense of whether he might meet a really difficult timeline and and present himself? Well, I know he play? hasn't. I know he hasn't given up on it. Yep. And. Um, yeah, he has good sessions, and he has sessions that that aren't that aren't quite what we hope for, and and so that's as once again that's that's life. Um, I think when when the injury occurred, it was always going to be a long bow, but you know he's he's still battling away. He's you know once again the the situation he is in his career. Um, you know the bloke has um, has invested a lot of his life into this game, and you're not going to give up. You know the potential opportunity for a fairy tale, so. Um, we're not going to give up on it either. Hmm. It's, uh, and then you've got Tom Langdon who has to have surgery. So I suppose that's the, the ebb and flow of the fortunes that rise and fall within a footy club. Yes, and, and the point I made to our players yesterday is there's plenty of things that are outside of your control. 
and there there's there's plenty that life throws at you that you for for good, bad or indifferent that you don't actually have an influence on. Um, so don't take for granted the times when you can influence the situation. Don't take for granted the things that uh, you can control and make sure you look after that as best you can. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Good luck for Friday night. Cheers. Thanks, Jared. Big crowd there, I'm sure. Collingwood coach Nathan Buckley with the flow of the season as it presents. 0433 98 11 16. Messages are coming through. We'll take your call shortly. Nathan Buckley for the brand new Mornington Telstra store. Shop 23 Mornington Central. Pop in and see Peter and his wonderful team. As the morning unfolds, plenty of chance to talk footy. We'll talk some soccer as the morning unfolds. An integrity forum is going to be held in Melbourne tonight. So we will explore that after Meredith with the news.